The West Live. The West Live with Ben O'Shea. When it comes to healthy eating, you could be forgiven for thinking the food additive MSG was the work of the devil. It's historically been associated with foods like your Chinese takeout, but for years now, businesses and companies making processed foods have made sure to spruik their products are MSG-free. But now it appears that monosodium glutamate is making an unexpected comeback. Here to explain is dietitian Boris Kazakov. Good morning, Boris. Welcome to The West Live. Thank you very much. Okay. To be on. And so, what is MSG exactly? Look, MSG is a food additive. It actually enhances flavour of foods, and it actually its full name is called monosodium glutamate. It comes from an amino acid called glutamic acid, and it just will enhance the flavour of food, but it can't improve the inferior quality of the food or make up for more, you know. Poor cooking practices. It doesn't allow a cook or a chef to substitute low quality or high for quality ingredients in a recipe, but it doesn't even tenderize meat. So it actually just enhances the flavors of the foods that already are there. Yeah, right. So why does it have such a bad reputation? Look, it started off many, many years ago in the 60s. There was a Chinese American doctor in New York that um, went to a Chinese restaurant and started having all these symptoms from headaches and so forth. And he thought, well, he write a letter to the uh, New England Journal of Medicine explaining what happened and it just went on from there. Yeah, right. And so is it naturally occurring? It is. It is. There's many foods that are actually naturally occurring that contain glutamates, tomatoes, onions, cheese, particularly strong cheese like parmesan, which I love, mushrooms, and just general animal proteins such as meat, chicken, fish, and seafood. So they actually contain glutamates. Yeah, right. And so is there any scientific link between the consumption of MSG and some of those some of those symptoms that you're talking about there, you know, like whether you're sort of getting the sweats at night, you can't sleep, all of those sorts of things, heart palpitations? Look, there's numerous studies out there, you know, looking at the effects of MSG on those sort of symptoms, but there's no conclusive evidence at this point in time. However, having said that, there are certain individuals that, you know, do have issues with MSG. You know, they have headaches, they have hives, itchy throat, gut pain. And my advice to those people is certainly find out whether they're consuming an MSG, which appears on a food label. It must be by law if it contains MSG. It has number 621. Yeah, right. And so we're hearing now that a lot of top chefs around the world are putting MSG back in their foods because, as you say, it's a a flavour enhancer. Is it better or worse than salt? Look, MSG contains about a third of the amount of sodium compared to table salt. And so it's using very small, well, small quantities in salt. And, however, we're trying to get people, from my perspective, you know, we're eating too much salt anyway. So if we can use MSG, as you say, it contains a third of the salt, that's going to be a benefit because you only use it in small quantities. Yet when it comes to table salt, I see people using that shaker even before they even taste their food. <laughs> it's it's habitual, I know. I have to sometimes uh, pull my daughter up when I see her reaching for it. I was like, hang on a minute. It's already been seasoned perfectly by your chef, the, your dad. Uh, don't don't worry about seasoning it. And so so you'd then say, this is interesting, Boris, so you'd then say that there's, there's nothing really inherently wrong about adding MSG to your cooking. Look, not at all. I mean, whether it's MSG 
that's been manufactured and it's made by fermentation process of um, carbohydrates like sugar, sugar beet, etc. But also, you know, it naturally occurs in foods, for example, Vegemite. When I'm at my bolognese sauce, I add a little bit of Vegemite to enhance the flavour of the meat. Um, and, and that's where the flavour comes. And I'm much like yourself. I'm cooking. My son adds salt even before he's tested. He says, hey, mate, what are you doing? There's enough salt in there anyway. So I'm just using naturally occurring glutamate in these particular foods to enhance the flavour of my meals. Yeah, and of course, the Japanese know all about this with the, uh, with their love of umami, and they adding things like uh, like sea, seaweed dashi and other th- products like that, uh, which I'm sure is glutamate being added to the food to to pump up the flavour. Um, so that, this is this is really really interesting. And I think uh, the message here is to to do your research. Um, don't just go uh, putting it in in the same quantities as you will salt. Uh, and as you say, Boris, it's you know it's not some magic potion that's going to suddenly make uh, terrible food taste. good. Good, but it might make good food taste even better. Uh, dietitian Boris Kazakov, thanks for giving us some advice for making Christmas lunch even better this year. My pleasure. All the very, very best to all listeners out there. Merry Christmas and a happy new year and a healthy, healthy new year. You've been listening to The West Live with Ben O'Shea. If the story behind the story matters to you, then you can count on thewest.com.au to deliver.